Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. Talking about what does it look like to live with the fear of the Lord. And some of you that are here for the first time, um, I just want to give you just a little catch up, is that the fear of the Lord is not me and you being afraid of God. I'm not afraid of God, therefore I serve him. I, I, I love God. And the fear of the Lord is, is that it is a reverence. It's an awe. I, I place high priority of God over everything else. So I live to please God. I'm not living out of fear of God. In fact, a man by the name Oswald Chambers, he has a great devotional book that I read when I was like 16, and I read it still to this day. He said this, Oswald Chambers said this, he said, the remarkable thing about God is when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything. When you fear God, you don't fear anything else. That's what he says. But when you don't fear the Lord, that is when the fear of everything comes into your life. There is a difference, church. And these past couple of weeks, we've been talking about what does it look like for me and you to live with holy fear. With a fear of the Lord. Not a fear because I'm afraid, but a fear because I love God. In fact, King Solomon, when we first started this series, I read it. I, wanna, I wanted to read it one more time. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, when we started off this series, I read it, and I want to reread it. And it says this, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 says this. It says that the whole story here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. It is our duty, church, to fear the Lord. It is our duty to live with holy fear, with an awe of who God is, recognizing who God is in our life, putting priority of God over everything else. It is our duty. It is the foundation. Church, let me just let you know something, that for every single person in this room, you have a glorious future ahead of you. You have a glorious future ahead of you. And you have the access for more. And that is my title today. It's an access for more. God has given us everything we need to live in this life. And so we have access for more that God has for us. We have an access out of our relationship with God. And so if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. Deuteronomy, chapter 30, 19 and 20. says this. It says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that, you, that both you and your descendants may live. That you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. To give them. You have to understand something, church. 
Your future isn't based on the season that you're in. It's based on the choices you make within that season. It's not about the season. It's not about, oh man, we're in the right season and everything's going good. Or, oh man, I'm in a, I'm in a tough season. No, no. The, the, the axis of blessing, the axis that God has for your life is not based on a season that you're in, but the choices that you make within those seasons. When we and you are de- determined to choose to obey God, to choose to fear him, regardless of if the market's good, regardless if my job is great, when we choose to live in that way, we receive everything that God has for us regardless. God will bless you in your lowest times and God will bless you in your highest times. God doesn't pick and choose. He just waits for you to choose him first. But it's all about choices. Fearing God is a choice that you can make every single day. Having a holy fear, a reverence to God, saying, God, I have reverence to you. God I I, I place high priority of you first over everything else. God, you're first. God, I love you first. God, I choose to obey you. In fact, what we just read, when, when Moses was giving the direction to the Israelites, you have to understand something. God had done miraculous things for them. Miraculous things. Me and you have never seen the Red Sea split, but they did. We've never seen it. Me, you have never seen Lake Casablanca split, okay? We've seen a lot of other things, but not that. Me and you have never seen from heaven food come out of the sky. Imagine that. We were following the Lord in the desert here, and pirata started falling from the sky. Someone said preach, yes. I, I feel it today, amen. I feel it today. None of us have seen that, but they did. See, when they were in the desert, God provided for their needs, church. They were in the desert. They didn't have access to what they used to. So Moses is telling them, hey, just so you know. And then he begins to tell them. I want to read it one more time because now I want you to see it with, the, with fresh eyes. One more time. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and the length of your days and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to give them so the access to more church you see it right there it's to love the Lord your God it's to obey his voice and to be committed firmly to him, to cling to him. When, when he says, I'm gonna, I need you to cling to him, it means I need you to be committed to him. He said, God is your life. He says, choose life. That's why choices are so important. And he says, choose life today. 
He's telling all of them, and, he's, and we read it today for us today, that we must choose life, choose God, choose Jesus, so that our descendants and everything would be blessed, church. Choose him. Holy fear is found in choosing God above everything else. That's holy fear. Choosing, making a determined choice today. Not choosing God when things are going okay. Not choosing God once in a while. No, no. Choose, he says, choose life. And he says, the Bible says that he is, that's why I put it in the New King James Version, he is your life. In other words, I live for him. I live for him. I don't live for myself, contrary to popular belief. I live for him. And so we're going to talk about those three things today. Loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and committing firmly to him. Love the Lord your God, the Bible says. That is out. Not only does... Moses say that there, but it is a commandment in the Ten Commandments. Love the Lord your God. Jesus said it in the Gospels. He echoes thousands of years later. He tells the people, love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor. But he says first, love the Lord your God. Because if I can love God first, everything else will fall into place. If I can learn to love God first. Not love myself first. Not love my, che- my paycheck first. Not love my job first. No, if I can learn to love God first, everything else falls into plan. Him first. I love God first. And then I love my spouse. God goes, goes above that. When you got married, you came under the Lord. So you love God first and then everything else so Moses gets the directions and he says love the Lord your God church it is a choice to love God or not you know you're living with holy fear when every choice you make is to please God not yourself not what you're feeling not your idea but choosing to please God contrary to what you think or feel because there are moments where you feel it should be this way but God says no it's this way and you have the choice to make to say God I'm choosing even though I don't like that even though I don't my my flesh is like I don't want to do that but God because you said it I'll do it that's how you know that you're living with holy fear When every decision you make is according to what God has said. It doesn't even matter the opinions of other people. What did God say? Loving the Lord your God is me choosing, I'm living to please God. I want to please God. And I want God to be pleased with me. Because I love God. Because he's done so much for me. He sent his son to die for me and you, church, so that we would have life and life in abundance, so that we could be saved, so that we can go to heaven with him forever. He was that ultimate sacrifice. We don't have to wait for Easter to talk about this. He was that price. He paid the price for us, Lord. And our response is simply, God, how can I please you? God, how can I live for you? You've given so much to me. How can I live to please you? And that's loving the Lord your God. It is choosing to please him. 
It's choosing to please him. This is what happens in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14, I think. They could put it there. Yeah. 24, 14. Look what it says here. It says, so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. Other words, church. Love the Lord your God and don't put anything before him. You, here's how you know there's an idol in your life. When that thing has more, you put more money into that, more attention, more energy to that over God. If serving God becomes a burden to you, but not that thing, that's your idol. That's how you know. If you wake up every Sunday and be like, man, I guess I have to go to church, man. But you'll wake up at 6 a.m. to go to Vegas, that's your idol. You'll get on that fly. You'll wake up at 3 and be there by 3.20. That's your idol. Nothing wrong with going to vacations, but I'm just saying, that's how you know it's an idol. When you drop everything else for that thing, but then your passion and your love for the Lord comes second. When you, choose, you would, when you choose to do something other than be in the house of God, that becomes your idol. Because there's a lot of things, church, in this world that wants your attention, that wants your love, that is asking for you to go. And many times what we do is we make the excuse of, it's because I had to be here. I had to do this. It's because my kid did this. And before you know it, you have a list of excuses and without realizing it, you've put those things over God. And you no longer can say that you love the Lord your God more than anything else because that's not true. But love, choose, I would tell you, I want to encourage you today. Choose to please God. Don't choose to please God because I told you. Choose to please God because God's word says there's a blessing behind it. Choose to please God. Choose to say, God, I want to honor you. I could be somewhere else, God, but God, I choose you every single day. Every day, church, is a choice that you have to make to choose him. To choose him within your family, to choose him in your job to choose him in decisions every single day. It is a choice, church, that you have to make. But my prayer has been, when I was writing this, is that you will love the Lord your God, that you would live to please him. Those were the things that Moses was trying to get the Israelites to understand. Because the Israelites, although they saw the hand of God at work, they saw the miracles. They saw the, the Red Sea split. They saw food come from heaven. They saw when Moses would hit a rock and they, when they were thirsty and they needed water, Moses would hit a rock. They saw tangible miracles. But they also complained a lot. They also grumbled a lot. They would say things like, man... When, I was, when we were in Egypt, we used to eat this, this, and that. They complained a lot. And they had to remind them, hey, the reason why you're even in this place is because of God. The reason why you're not a slave is because of God. 
reason why you're not stuck getting beat? It's because of the hand of God. And I would say the same thing for you today. The reason why you're not in worse situations is because the hand of God over your life. Love the Lord your God. Second thing is obey his voice. So easy, right? But yet sometimes we make it difficult. Obey his voice. There are a lot of voices that we have today. When we watch TV, social media, there's a lot of voices, but learn to live obedient to the Lord. Live to obey God because in obedience, there is a blessing. In obedience, there is protection. In obedience, that is where we find the Lord. And most times is out of obedience, church. It is when we live in disobedience that we experience the stresses of life, hardships, strife, all the things that are not meant. That is when we live in disobedience. In fact, there is a very famous verse that people use, and it is when Samuel confronts King Saul. If you don't know who King Saul is, King Saul is is the king before King David. And Samuel confronts him because God gave Saul direction, a a direction. He said, I need you to wipe out these people that are coming against us. They were in war. And he says, I need you to do this. And Saul did not do that. He kind of did it. He fought them. But he he kept a lot of their plunder. And he he let the king live, this, this king that was a terrible king. And Samuel comes into the picture. When he finds out, he goes to confront Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 and 23, it says this. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. He says this, rebellion, which is disobedience, is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So, because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. When that happened, that was probably one of the most sobering things that Saul ever had to hear. That he was rejected as king. Other words... Saul, you will no longer be king. You will no longer because of your disobedience. Because you chose to obey God, kind of. Instead of staying within the bounds that God has given you. We know what it looks like to live in disobedience. One of my favorite Disney movies of all times is The Lion King. And um, my daughter, we finally have been able to show her The Lion King because she can kind of pay attention more. And she loves it now, so I'm, I'm, I was happy because now I can share these moments with her. So if you tell my daughter, what does the lion do? She'll go, rawr. Yeah. So I, if, if you watch The Lion King, I've, recent, I've probably seen it like 10 times now because of her on repeat. There's a time where, where Mufasa and Simba are standing at the top and he's showing them wherever the light t- 
touches. That's yours. And then he's like, well, what about that dark place over there? He's like, no, you must never go there. And you know, they go back and forth about it. And he disobeys, and then we find the hyenas get him, and I'm not going to go, you know the movie. If you've never seen the movie, I, I don't know what's, uh, why, how, how you never saw it. But we see the, 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 the consequences of Simba's disobedience. Because Mufasa gave him an order. He said, everything that the light touches except that. And it shows us the same thing. It's not just animals. It's not just the movie. But it's to show me and you that in our human nature, we want to disobey all the time. Think about it, parents. You had to teach your kids what obedience looks like. You had to show them right from wrong. They didn't just pop out and be like, I know everything, what's right and what's wrong. No, you have to constantly guide them and show them. Hey, no, you can't do this. No, you can't go here. No, you can't eat this. You know, you're constantly teaching your kids right from wrong. Because in our natural state, without the Lord, we live in disobedience. We naturally want to do the opposite of what God says. And from the beginning of time, we've seen disobedience come. From the book of Genesis, all throughout the Bible, you see many instances of disobedience. And when we live in disobedience, church, it puts a wall between the axis of more. It puts a stop on what God is trying to do in your life. And you, even though you have a desire to access more, a desire of more of God, you can't do that disobeying God and trying to obey him. Disobeying, trying to obey. I want to obey God, but then I don't want to obey God. It, you can't live in limbo. That's why Samuel confronts him and he says, dude, obedience is better than sacrifice. In modern terms, obeying the Lord is better than just showing up to church. You show up to church because you love God. But here's the thing about showing up to church. It doesn't just mean I'm going to show up to church and then I'm going to leave and forget everything we talked about. That's disobedience. I'm going to continue to live my own life. Because what good is it to show up to church and continue to live in disobedience with what God said? So God would rather have your obedience than your sacrifices, than your religious duties. He says, I'd rather you obey. That's why we, when we talked about Cain and Abel, we were talking about the money series. What did I tell you? The reason why God rejected Cain's offering wasn't because he gave him something wrong. It's just the God had commanded, I need you to give me the best. And the Bible says that Cain gave him some stuff. But Abel gave him the best. So it's obeying God through and through. If you want to learn to obey God, obey him completely. Completely. When you begin to disobey God, even though you feel like, well, it's just a little here and there, I, I don't always do, then you are disobeying God. There is no such thing as a little bit here and there. It is disobedience to the Lord. Famous people say it all the time and pastors say it all the time and I'm going to repeat what they say. And it's true. Partial obedience is still disobedience. It's still disobedience. No matter how you slice it, how you cut it, it's still disobedience. So if you want to learn to obey his voice, obey him completely. 
and obey him immediately. When the word of God comes to your life, when you begin to read the word of God and you begin to commit yourself to the Lord, obey him immediately. Other words, obey him now so that you can know what's next. But obey him now. Obey the word of God. Obey the spirit. Obey his voice immediately. That'll save you a lot of trouble. Don't, don't, don't second guess or be like, man, should I obey God? No, obey him immediately. When you learn to obey God immediately, it becomes an easy thing. You don't even think twice about it. It's like brushing your teeth. You know that you have to brush your teeth, the same thing. It becomes second nature to you when you learn to obey God immediately. An immediate obedience. But we must learn to obey his voice. If we're going to have access for more, and when we're going to live with the fear of God, then it means that we must obey his voice. Obey his voice. The last thing is this. You can put it there. Commit yourself firmly in him. Commit yourself firmly in him. Elizabeth Elliot said this. She said, does it make sense to pray for guidance about the future if we are not obeying in the thing that lies before us today? She said, does it make sense to pray for guidance about the future if we are not obeying in the thing that lies before us today? That's Elizabeth Elliot. Elliot. Church, we must learn to commit ourselves firmly to him. In Deuteronomy, it says to cling to him. To cling to him. It's living committed to the Lord. Holy fear is a commitment to God. A firm commitment. Not a wishy-washy commitment based on what you felt. If you're happy, you're sad. No, it's, Lord, I'm committed to you. Regardless of what I'm going through right now, I'm committed to you, God. I'm committed. Paul says this in Philippians 2, 12 through 13. He said, dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Other versions say, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Not fear like I'm scared, but to work out your salvation. In other words, when you give your life to Jesus, there is a responsibility attached to it. When you decide, Jesus, I'm going to give you my life. I'm done doing my own thing. I, I want what you have for me. There is a responsibility attached to it. It is to work out what God has worked in us. When God works in us, he begins to transform us. And he transforms 
all areas of our life. He transforms the way we think, the way we talk. When you give your life to Jesus, he transforms us into a new person. The Bible talks about that. You become a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. How beautiful is that? That when I give my life to Jesus, everything's new. Doesn't matter what I did 10 years ago or even an hour ago. Everything is new. I'm a new person. I'm forgiven. I'm changed. But within that transformation that God does here, it requires you still to live it out there. It requires you still to be committed to living that way every single day. It requires you to choose to work out that salvation. Choose to live that salvation out every single day. Because of what God has done on the inside of you. In fact, the Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 8 verse 13. It says this, all who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. In other words, church, if I'm committed to God, I'm going to hate everything that God hates. I'm going to love everything that God loves. I'm going to live to magnify God because I love him. I don't want what God doesn't want. And when you really think about it and you begin to read the Bible, everything that God doesn't want isn't good for us in the long run. Everything that we've, every choice we've made outside of God, what has it done for us? If you really think about it. When I really gave my life to God, I realized everything that I was doing because I lived my own way and I didn't want to do what God says. At the end of the day, I wasn't happy. I was depressed all the time. I was, I was angry. I was sad. I was nothing produced in my life outside of God. Because he is my life, like the Bible says. That's the truth. That's the true life that I want. Church, the way we work out our salvation is a reflection of the God who gave it. It's a reflection of who he is. I want to end with this verse, Psalms 25, 12 through 14, if you can put it up real quick. It says, who are those who fear the Lord. He will show them the path they should choose. They will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the land. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. How beautiful is that? Read it one. Go back to verse 12. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path that they should choose. They will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the land. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. It's a beautiful thing. 
What a blessing it is to be under God. Amen. What a blessing it is. There is more for every person in this room. There is more for your life. There is access and it's through Jesus Christ. He died so that we could have access to God. Before Jesus, only the priest could go before the Lord and nobody had access to him. But the Bible says that when he died, the veil tore which means that me and you have access to God 24-7, 365 days a year. We have access for more. Maybe more for you is more peace. It's more joy. It's whatever the more is in your life, you have access to that through Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas. And we hope that you continue to be a part of our ICM family.